Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 56. We're back in the Talking Lead quarters. How's it going, left hand? It's going good, man. Good. Just uh, getting ready for the show. I wanted to start the show off with a uh, little comment. It's come to our attention that we may not have been giving all the vets out there proper recognition. I know we've talked a lot about Navy SEALs, Green Berets, infantrymen, but we've kind of been focusing on Afghanistan, most recent wars, but we want to make sure everybody out there knows that we love and respect every vet out there from World War One, World War Two, Korea, the Cold War in the Central Americas, Vietnam. And, and I think that anybody who's listened to our show and yeah. anybody that knows us knows that. Just, that goes without saying. And we want to give a shout out to all those other vets, whether you were volunteered, whether you drafted, if you served our country and made it where we can sit here and do this show, thank you from the bottom bottom of our hearts so what'd you do with guns this week well let's see uh went out to the range uh, went to to the nashville army with marcus marcus fox and i went out there and I heard you smoked him on the uh, battleship <clears throat> well not really yeah he, act- <laughs> he actually did pretty good he did was it? yeah he was he was uh torching my ass there in the beginning and i had to play comeback for really yeah, we were. He was shooting his. He's got a uh, Ruger forty five, and I was using the nineteen eleven style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nineteen eleven style. I can't remember which model he's got, but uh, it's one he got from Northside. Okay. Um, and then I was using the which one did I? I used the Sig. Oh, okay. The P two two six. It took me a minute to get to get warmed up to it because I hadn't shot it since the rescue ranch. Uh, but we took a we took a little arsenal out there. We took a couple of different Glocks. We took uh, the Sig and then his uh, Delio, and then we took the Walther. I broke it out again. I'm, I'm starting to carry the Walther PPS again. Got a great holster from Ronan Holsters, a uh, appendix carry. Uh huh. And he made it. Yeah, he made it for my Glock 23. But it just it was too uncomfortable. Still a little too bulky for right. me to carry appendix. And it just so happens it fit the Walther PPS. Nice. Also, so I've been wearing the. Uh, the Walther PPS as my main appendix carry, getting used to that. And I, I like it. Once I was starting to get used to it, it's not as uncomfortable as I thought it was going to be. Uh, and then I'm you know, rocking with the, uh, the Glock 23 on the ankle. Sweet. Still. But uh, we, we did a little battleship, yeah, and that was fun. We did a couple of silhouette targets. Uh, and then we're getting ready for the 300 Blackout build coming up. Hopefully next week we're going to do that video. <laughs> that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. So yeah, that's that's about my weekend guns. I did the I mean you don't count this towards guns, but yeah you do. It's Walking Dead started. <laughs> yeah. The new the new was it second season or second part of season four? <laughs> I think for the first time in like three seasons, I was happy at the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't kind of leave you really hanging on anything. No, we, we won't give too many spoilers, but yeah, I, I felt happy at the end of that yeah. one. <laughs> and it looks like the the one coming up is going to be oh yeah, pretty cool too. Good. It looks like they're segment segmenting the groups as they broke off, and they're trying to bring the storylines back together from each group. So nice. We'll leave it at that. But yeah, I was stoked that Walking Dead started back. Well, me, this was the first week I've actually felt alive since shot show pneumonia's gone torn labrum in the shoulder is fine doesn't hurt at all so i finally cleaned all the cosmoline off my mosin nagant i tell you what What'd you I, use i used modern spartan systems that uh the carbon eliminator carbon eliminator yeah. soaked it for it's about an hour and it just all wiped right off didn't have to steam it or anything but it's still even doing that you're talking like a three-hour job getting all that stuff clean it's everywhere yeah, it's they cake, every they cake that those oh, those old guns down with that oh, yeah. stuff, man. I think what that's the, what preserves them so well. Though. I think what they were telling me is they take fifty gallon drums, just dip and it just in there, jump, just shove them in there, and seal them up, and you just <laughs> got guns floating in Cosmoline. That's fine. Which as much came out of there, I, I don't doubt that. So Cosmoline, Cosmoline. Do, do we know what that's made up of? What kind of cancers <laughs> that cause that causes? <laughs> There's no telling. It's nasty, whatever it is. Have you noticed a, a, a second thumb or an extra elbow <laughs> pop up? A third anywhere? nipple all of a sudden. <laughs> okay. That's called a hickey. All right, we've got a special guest with us today, and that is Griff from Combat Flip Flops. How's it going, Griff? Very well, thank you for asking. Awesome. And we're going to talk a little bit, about, a little bit more about you and your company and your background. One background that's kind of going to fit with what I'm about to do is you were a former Army Ranger, right? That is correct, yes. Okay. The reason why the guy on the phone, Commander 
Command. We got to forget to emphasize the man. Don't. Yeah, you got to put the emphasis on the right syllable. <laughs> Commander Mark McGinnis is. He and I made a bet back during the bowl season. MTSU, left hand and eyes, alma mater, played Navy. And Navy, if they won, I had to sing Anchors Away on the show. If MTSU won, he had to sing the Go Blue Raiders fight song. And um, as most people saw, what happened, Mark? Safest bet I ever made. That was guaranteed money. (laughs) So needless to say, I am a man of my word. I'm about to uphold my bet, and he's excited because we got an Army Ranger on here with me, and at the end I have to yell, Go Navy, Beat Army. You may want to turn your volume down for two minutes. (laughs) I I didn't know if if Griff wanted to jump on this as well because, you know, he is 0-12 over the past 12 seasons. And, you know, maybe a sacrifice to the football gods by singing our fight song might bring good luck <laughs> to the West Pointers next year, or they go 0 and 13. But, I, you know, whatever he wants to do. Yeah, I'm not going to go that far, but I'll tell you, you should uh, you get used to it. It happens. They're, they're a great team, great people, and uh, I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So I'm going to play the song. All right, now, question mark. Um, yes, sir. They play it twice. Do I have to sing it twice? No, 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 no. Just do the first verse. First verse and I'm done? Do the first verse. All right. I don't think we could take it that long. (laughs) Being lenient. You're gracious. Appreciate it, Commander. All right. So so here we go. Zeke's first. first, uh, And I'm taking my headphones off. Talking lead singing experience. Stand Navy down the field, set sails to sky. That's too high. We'll never change our course, so Army, you still shine. shine, Roll up the score, Navy. Anchors away. away. Sail Navy down the field and sink the Army, sink the Army Gray. Go Navy, beat Army. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. That was, that was spectacular. Good. I give it to you. you. You are a man of your word. I'm sweating now. <laughs> hey, that radio, if That's this awesome. podcast business doesn't work out for you, you know, I, I got some connections in the music business. <laughs> yeah, so I can sweep the floors in the recording studio. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I started off too high, and I was like, "Crap! I gotta go lower now." Oh, that oh, was man. great, man! I appreciate that. Hey, Good no stuff. problem. Y'all got anything uh, going on soon? You want to talk about? Uh, yeah, we've got um, our uh, annual third annual golf outing coming up May eighteen, nineteen in Houston at uh, formerly uh, Redstone, which is where they play the uh, Shell Open. Now it's the Golf Club of Houston. But uh, it's going to be a massive event. We're already off to a roaring start with sponsorship sales. So we thought the gala was pretty big last year, but I think this year could be even bigger. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're, we're pretty excited about that. And we've got a, an announcement we're about to make. I'm, I'm not going to give the details out, but I will tease you a little bit um, uh, as we're talking about golf. We have a PGA player that has agreed to become our ambassador and so nice. big things doing and in the works. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Really excited. Awesome, man. And if y'all want to donate, please go to seallegacy.org. It's an awesome, yes, awesome foundation. Y'all have heard us talk about it on the show, everything they do. Mark, thanks for coming on, man. Or wait, should I be thanking you for making me sing? <laughs> you, you, you definitely should be thanking me, and I'm going to thank you for being a man in your word. Hey, and no delivering problem. Them. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always great to talk to you guys. Left hand, good to talk to you, sir. You too, sir. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. I would have seen him, man. He's a a good man. Good man. Awesome foundation. And now it's time for our Jack Wagon Train. Hey, Ralph, Simplify, Do or Die, Hold Them High at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week. So brace yourself, baby. So this week's Jack Wagons, we're actually going to do another trifecta. Another three. We're, we're coming up with too many jack wagons. I see. There's too many jack wagons. Yeah, that's like a not a good sign. Maybe we've, we've expa- expanded the uh, train, so we've got room. All right. Let's see. The first one is going to be this guy from Buffalo, New York. He's a community activist who was well known locally for pushing the high restrictive gun control laws. He's been arrested for. You ready for this? 
carrying a gun illegally at a public elementary school. So one of the guys that was pushing the strict gun control laws, uh, community activist Dwayne Ferguson, he caused quite a scene at Harvey Austin Elementary School and about 4.15 p.m., uh, I think it was last Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday, police acted on a pair of anonymous 911 tips and a battalion of cops quickly swarmed the school. Brigade included over a dozen squad cars, the SWAT team, and canine units. Uh, he says... I forgot I was carrying a gun while visiting the school. So he wants everybody else to be gun-free, but he's going to go ahead and carry one, and of all things, into a school. I mean, it doesn't sound very concealed to start, right? Uh, not if everybody saw it and they, they swarmed the school. <laughs> he apparently works as a mentor for disadvantaged students, and he said he frequently carries a pistol and has a license, but... Uh, I just find it funny how a lot of these people that are anti-gun, they have carry permits, guns in the house, and they don't want anybody else to have them. That's weird. So, who, uh, who submitted that one? We got that one submitted from... And that was done on our forum section, right? Yeah. If, if you go to our forums, uh, there's a Jack Wagon submission uh, section, and that was given to us by S.W. McAllister. So that was a really good one. Thanks, S.W. McAllister, for that. We really appreciate it. And we've got a couple more for you. So, Mr. Ferguson, welcome to the Jack Wagon Train. So, the next one is um, a group of people. It's the Heathrow Airport Security. They confiscated an accessory from a Toy Story doll. So, apparently, this guy travels around the United States with, uh, what's his name, Woody? You got, you got kids, Griff? Oh, you very familiar with Woody. He's got the A written on his uh, foot with the N backwards, yep. I'm familiar. Yeah, so the Toy Story, he's the cowboy guy, right? Yeah. That is, okay. yeah. All right, I'm not real familiar with it. I don't have kids, so I don't watch that stuff. But stuff. anyway, yeah, that stuff. What they did, well, let me just read the story. It looks like common sense is lacking both here in the U.S. and abroad. Security officials at Heathrow Airport confiscated a tiny toy gun that is meant to be an accessory for a Woody doll from the Toy Story movie. The traveler who lost the tiny toy posted online that he carries the doll with him when he has... To travel and takes photos of the doll in various local locales for his son. A lot of people do that kind of stuff. So, yep. the traveler who backed up their claim by posting online a photo of Woody being impounded said, "I have traveled the world with Toy Stories Woody, taking pics for my son at Heathrow Security. Just confiscated his weapon <laughs> to keep the world safe, boys. The photo has caused hundreds of comments. Uh, blah blah blah. So." That's pretty ridiculous. An itty bitty toy plastic gun. From it's a, a very recognizable, a re, yeah, it's rec- and I'm sure it's plastic too. Yeah, and it's a very recognizable character. I mean, I'm sure Toy Story is not just a bid in the U.S. So. There's there's a picture yeah. on this website of it. It looks like it's a a tiny revolver, <laughs> tiny six shooter, probably the size of a dime. Um, it's a little bit bigger than that, but I mean it's. <laughs> It would be like if you had the 12-inch G.I. Joes, it would kind of be like an accessory for them. Oh, okay. About that size. Why would you do that? I guess this is my main question. Is like, Do you think that somebody's going to get on a plane and think they're going to hold up a stewardess or a, a plane with a little tiny toy Woody gun? I Give mean, me all your tiny you know, liquor he bottles. May, he may make them laugh to death, so that could be a danger. <laughs> Man. I'm sure Heathrow will have a rebuttal to that. They should. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you, Heathrow Security Agents, for keeping the world safe from super tiny toy guns. And then you had a third one, right? Yeah, I've got a third one, and I'm trying to pull it up here. It's not. This guy looks spectacular. <laughs> I just him as well. He's yeah. got like half his head shaved off. <laughs> yeah. He does. It, I can't tell if it's a piercing in his lip or not. So this next jack wagon <laughs> hails from Pennsylvania, and uh, his his stupidity was committed against the Amish. <laughs> so... So you've got Timothy Antonio Diggs. He's 22 years old. If y'all want to look it up, just Google drive-by buggy shooting. The guy's got half his head shaved. He's got some kind of like diamond piercing in his upper lip. Lines shaved like vanilla ice in his eyebrows. Pretty funny. Uh, it says, living in an Amish paradise, a Pennsylvania man finally, fatally shot a horse that was pulling an Amish buggy in Lancaster County. On Tuesday, Timothy Antonio Diggs, 22, was charged in connection with a 9 p.m. drive-by shooting November 24th. He faces misdemeanor counts, including recklessly endangering another person, cruelty to animals, and firing into an occupied vehicle. Wow. 
Why would you? I don't get that. A married couple. Look at him. Obviously, he's a... Yeah, somebody probably gassed him up to do it or something. Pretty crazy. Who knows? So, welcome to the jack wagon train, Mr. Diggs. And uh, if you're going to shave your head, do the whole thing. Yeah. Just just a Same with the eyebrows. little FYI. <laughs> if you're going to shave your eyebrows, shave them. So, Griff, a little bit about you. How'd you originally get into guns? It was funny. I was about um, four years old, and we were at my grandparents' house, and it was Thanksgiving, and you know we'd gotten done with dinner, and we wanted to go out and have some fun. And so my uh, my dad and my uncles and my grandpa pulled out some rifles, and we went and sat down in our backyard, and they had a little twenty two little bolt action rifle. I don't I wouldn't even know which it, what brand it was, but we just were shooting at a milk carton, and they were teaching me how to shoot. I just remember being four years old, surrounded by all the influential men in my life, like teaching me how to shoot a gun. And that's how I got into guns. That was it. And then we kind of mentioned it before your military experience, your uh, former army ranger, right? Correct. Yes. I, uh, I was an artillery guy. So I, uh, I was a cannon guy for, by training, but I never spent a day in a battery. I spent most of my days in a fire support role, which means, you know, working the radios, calling for mortars, calling for attack helicopters and, and close air support with aircraft, with the Air Force. And so I spent most of my time doing that and I'd served nine months in a conventional battalion and then I served a couple of years in the 75th Ranger Regiment uh, going to Afghanistan and Iraq. And it was a spectacular experience and I would, I would recommend it to anybody who, who has any aspirations of doing that in the Army. Is yeah. there, uh, there any cool stories that you can share with us? Yeah. I mean, what kind of cool stories? You want some humorous ones where a dude gets bit by a donkey in the butt? Or yes. That sounds <laughs> don't, even, don't even go any further. Just do that story. <laughs> so I, I actually, I was not witness to this one, but it's kind of legend. But we have a, uh, you know, the, the deployment before I was there, guys were rolling around in Afghanistan on horses and they were, you know, going out on patrols. And you know, as rangers and most you know, common American men, we don't get exposed to horses as much as we probably should going to these areas. So you got a whole bunch of, you know, guys are wearing armor and carrying rifles and riding horses through the mountains of Afghanistan and they don't know what they're doing. And our medic, Doc Merwin, he is all of six foot seven of the smartest human and like smartest and most sarcastic human being you would ever imagine <laughs> in your entire life. And he was riding this little teeny tiny Afghan horse and apparently it got angry that he's got this huge human being riding on it, and it kind of bucked him off. And somehow he tried to get up, and then the horse like bit his butt cheek, and, it, <laughs> and had him by his butt, and was kind of like thrashing him for for making him carry him for so long. And I guess Mervin, the the doc, Mervin Sievertson, was trying to shoot the horse, but he wasn't able to get to to make it happen. And meanwhile, you can imagine there's six or seven other rangers on horses just standing around, pointing fingers and laughing at him. So that's a that's a good ranger horse story. I'll have to tell you right there. That's definitely a good story. (laughs) Not what you picture when you think Army Ranger, but, you know, fun stuff happens too. There is plenty of fun, good moments that that happens when you're out there. Now, did you serve with Jim at all when he was a Ranger? Irwin? Uh, Jim Irwin, no. He was uh, a little bit before me. He was in the unit by then. That's right. He's an old man. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's a good buddy of mine and a great human being. And a lot of people are scared by his size and appearance, but... He's got the biggest heart you would ever imagine. He's a great person. He's an awesome guy. Awesome, yeah. awesome guy. When it comes to pop culture, whether it be movies, TV show, books, video games, whatever, if it involves firearms, what's your go-to? What's your favorite? I like the old stuff. Um, you know, my wife, she came from a, a different family, so she didn't get to watch a lot of the movies that I got to watch when I grew up. But I, I like the old Clint Eastwood movies, the old spaghetti westerns. And if I have a go-to, it's, it's Two Mules for Sister Sarah. That's a, that's a good one. I really like. I that's enjoy first, that one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I've ever seen that. It's got Catherine Hepburn in it. Does it? Is that right? Yep. Yeah, yeah it does. It's a, it's a great flick. Uh, Clint Eastwood's a, you know, he'd gotten out of the the U.S. military. and He was a kind of a contractor, hired hand, and he, uh, he gets involved in the, the Mexican-U.S. revolution. And it's, it's a pretty good flick, and if you haven't seen it, I would recommend it. Now, am I sensing a theme? Your Army Ranger story was about a mule, and your favorite movie is Two Mules for Sister Sarah. <laughs> We're not going to lead into it like a donkey show or anything at the end of this argument. A donkey. No, <laughs> highly talk about unlikely. Donkeys. Highly unlikely. So is there maybe just a little bit of you, maybe a gun in your collection that you might be ashamed to admit to owning or have owned? You know, uh, it's kind of weird. I'm not really a big gun guy. Um, but I, I like the guns that I own. And so I, I can't say that there's anyone I've ever been embarrassed of owning, but there might've been some that were lacking in appearance. I had a, a Winchester 22 lever action, uh, which my 
uncle's ferret somehow puked on and, and <laughs> like <laughs> die like it's it stained all of the blueing down the ejection side of the rifle so when you're shooting it you've got this weird mark in the blueing that nobody could figure out what it was That's but a powerful uh, vomit was, yeah that was my most embarrassing rifle yeah. see you need to like twist it kind of like, called character yeah kind of do the billy madison thing and say you know hey it's it's the cool thing you know you got to get ferret vomit to make it look like this yeah. yeah, I mean, it definitely broke up the pattern, so I could say it was kind of camouflage, but... No, yeah, there you I, go. I, <laughs> yeah. What kind of camo is that? Ferret vomit? Ferret. You get a new bluing process. It's called <laughs> ferret we, vomit. You know, forget Cryptek, forget all the new camos. Ferret vomit. Multicam, we're going to come up with the ferret vomit camo. <laughs> yep. It's as natural as it gets. <laughs> when it comes to... You said you weren't much of a gun guy, but is there a gun out there that you want to get? Like, there's something that I just... That's the next gun I buy when I buy a gun. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's one that I had that I want back. Okay. Uh, there's, there's definitely one that I want to buy. So the one that I had that I want back is a, a Kalashnikov Sega 12. Oh, nice. So it's the uh, the AK-47 chambered for a 12-gauge. And Wait a minute, isn't that the AR-15 shotgun? <laughs> it, it's it's just about it, right? But it's, it's a... It's, it's the a, AK, the AK version it's, of it. it. It's an AK version of a 12-gauge, and I'm from Iowa originally, so... You have to hunt with slugs. Most of the time, you can see the deer miles away, so you have to get in your car, and you have to you know, drive around to try and get a position on them to, to get a deer. And so, meanwhile, everybody's got their Mossbergs, and they're shucking rounds out to get back into their car because you can't drive with a loaded weapon. I would just drop a mag, eject a round out, and you know, be ready to go. And it was a, just a great shotgun. And my first day of owning it, I killed my very first buck, and then I limited on pheasant before I got home. So I, I can't really complain. Good success with that one. It is a great gun. Why'd you get rid of it? Uh, you know, my dad has it. And so he lives in oh, Iowa. Okay. I live in Washington, and he's just got more use for it. So you so. still got access to it if you wanted to, to use it, huh? Yeah, if I want to go back there. Yeah, that's I, cool. Get, so you're in, yeah. can we say where you're at? Uh, I'm in Issaquah, Washington. Okay, so you're in Washington. Uh, as far as the gun that I want to get, I'm not a big I'm not a big AR guy. I really like the AK platform, but uh, recently I've been exposed to Hodge Defense. Some great guys making a great rifle, and you know, my criteria on a weapon is that it it eats magazines and it goes off when you pull the trigger. And I know both of his gun, you know, his guns do that. And I, from what I've heard, I haven't shot it yet, but the gun always seems to find the target. And so if, if I were to get a gun, I, I'm really looking at the, the Hodge Defense AUD Mod 1. Where, yeah. where is Hodge out of? Uh, they're out of Texas. And i got to tell you, he's just a stellar human being, and he runs a great company, and he, he knows his weapons. They, it's funny when you, you see all of the stuff that a lot of other guys in industry have come out with. You know, He's had his hands in as a consultant, but now he's actually building his own gun, which is really cool. So is that something that people can go on his website and get in touch with him and is it all custom work or is he pumping nope. them out? If, if, you want an, if you want an AR that eats magazines, goes off when you squeeze the trigger and finds the target, that's his gun. You just log on and he builds a stock gun, which nobody will be disappointed in from what I've heard. And then yeah, if you want custom work, he's willing to do that as well. And mm. he's a, he's a small businessman, you know, so it's cool. You're not, you're not buying from a huge company. You're buying from a small guy and you're getting a great product. Very good thing. So, yeah. Griff, you are combat flip-flops. Correct. Tell us about combat flip-flops, how you got started, what it is. Can you actually use them in combat? Can you, can you, run, <laughs> can you run with it? Swim. <laughs> Swim, fight. Skydive. No. So our, our whole brand is really tongue-in-cheek, and it's, you know, even with our name, we want it to be a kind of a punch in the face. We want people to think about what we're doing. And it's, it's, a, it's a really strange concept to think about, but we have a service background. You know, com- the company was started by two Army Rangers, and then we brought in my brother, uh, into the company, and now there's just three of us that are really running this business and making it happen. You know, we served multiple tours there. We served early in the war, so we lived in villages. We stayed in schools. We got to know the Afghan people, and we fought a very different war than I would say that our service members are fighting now. When I got out of the military in 2006, I started going back to Afghanistan with another company to do medical and, and training work. And I saw the impact that small businesses were having in Afghanistan, how they were benefiting their communities, how they were promoting security. And the thought kept coming to me is, why aren't we doing more of this? We're spending $2 billion a week there for X. Why don't, if you were to give $2 billion to entrepreneurs and develop a market, this would it'd be really beneficial. This, this social and economic impact would be... Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be you know, well beyond our generations, right? Oh, yeah. and, and so that's like the... the 
the thing for every service member there is you're, the reason you're over there now is that way you, your kids don't have to be later, right? And so what can we do now to fight the long fight? And it just happened by a random incident. I got a tour of an Afghan boot factory and I saw hundreds of guys working, loving their jobs, supporting you know thousands of people. And in that factory on this table was a combat boot sole with a flip-flop thong punched through it. <laughs> I thought the product looked cool. It just had a really cool message to it. And you know, we wanted to start a company that was going to you know, support the Afghan economy once the war was over, once we had left. So that's how Combat Flip Flops got started. Is we started you guys making, aren't, you aren't only in Afghan, but you're in some other countries as well, right? Correct. Yeah, it's, it's a long story, but it ended up that all of our boot factories in Did Afghanistan. Did I say Afghan? So. <laughs> Afghan. You're, not, you're not just in Afghan, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Afghanistan. If we can take a momentary pause here. Uh, yeah. Afghan is to describe Afghan made Afghans persons. It's not Afghani. So, oh, just, okay. so that way you know, right? There's a, there's a lot of misconceptions about it, but it's Afghan. So all of our Afghan factories closed uh, due to the, the shifts in you know, procurement in the, the Afghan country for the military and the police. So we had to shift our production to Bogota, Colombia. So another post-conflict area that is recovering from years of war. Small businesses are trying to put people to work. And there's a great trade policy, a free trade agreement that happened in Colombia in 2012. And now we're able to take advantage of that, make killer flip-flops, put people to work in a former war zone. And, you know, help folks. And it's really cool. So we're doing that there in Colombia. We partnered with a, an Afghan woman who ran a curtain and uniform factory in Kabul. And we're making, you know, beachwear and sarongs. And for each one that we sell, we put a woman in school for a week. We're making, you know, jewelry out of landmines that were now that, left over. When you were telling me about that, this is the story that really intrigues me. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I mean, this is, yeah. this, this is really cool. Go for it. Um, yeah, you so, knock us out. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, in my job as a you know in the army, as my job was to drop munitions from planes, and in doing so, you knew the effects that those munitions had, and what what you would have to do if one didn't go off. It's a very dangerous item that just laying on the ground for anybody that happened to be around it. And specifically, when you talk about landmines, you know, there's not you know people think of landmines and they think of somebody digging it in and you know, laying it on the ground, but that's not how they're deployed. What happens is they fall out of an airplane, right? They, they kind of disperse themselves in the air and they cover an area. And there's a certain percentage of them that just never go off, right? They're supposed to destroy themselves after a certain amount of time, but, you know, everything mechanical, if it falls out of an airplane at, you know, 600 miles an hour and impacts on earth, you know, you can break some stuff and it doesn't work. And so there's still some very dangerous landmines that are laying on the ground. And mm -hmm. if that happens, you can't farm a field, you can't, graze your animals, you can't build a school, you can't build a business, your kids can't take a shortcut on the way to school. Can't build without... roads, yeah. Exactly, right? And it's a big issue, and there's a lot of demining groups that are working all over the world to, to clean this up from post-wars. By a random incidence through a Dutch dealer of ours, they introduced us to a company that was making jewelry recovered from landmines, war and non-war scrap out of Laos. So what was happening was is Mines are getting detonated. Local artists are harvesting the scrap metal. They're making jewelry. We sell the jewelry. Money goes back to Laos. It pays for more mines to be cleared. Local artists, you know, harvest the metal, make the jewelry. We sell it. So it's its own little self-licking ice cream cone. It's, it's a pretty cool. <laughs> self-licking ice cream cone. I'm using that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a pretty cool thing that we're doing, and, and people like it. They get it. You know, they're, you, know, you get a cool piece of jewelry, but at the same time, too, is you're Helping somebody that you don't know halfway around the world, you know, clean up their space, which is which is rad. We really enjoy it. So you said yeah. there's there's three of you guys. How how do the three of you manage the business from you know, these remote locations? We are approaching a, a drastic shift in how businesses are going to operate from a technological standpoint, from a manufacturing standpoint for us. And so, to be honest, we run everything out of our home based businesses. I work from a small office in my house and. We do design, we do CAD work, and we're able to ship stuff. It's more affordable for us to digitally transfer an image or a file to a manufacturer in Colombia, have them produce a product and FedEx, up it, FedEx it back up to us so we can approve it than it is for us to fly down there and do it. And so we spend a lot of time on the phone and through Skype with our manufacturers trying to figure out these issues to help small businesses in conflict areas work, and it, it's working. Yeah. So we basically we spend a lot of time on a keyboard – and working with people on Skype. And that's how we make it work. Yeah. 
I, and I'm I'm flipping through your website as we're talking. You don't have spokespeople. You have Stokespersons. <laughs> Stokespersons, yeah. And so it's it's a you know that's what we want to do is we want to we want to spread the message of there's people in this world who are doing difficult things that they have never ever done before. Sure. Right. And people aren't even aware that you know they're able to go do it, but they're going to go out there and do it, and they're doing it not for themselves, but to do it for somebody else. And so right now we have a guy named Nate Marathew, and he is going to go run on Saturday. 100 miles with a 40-pound vest on in under 24 hours, and he's going to break a world record. Wow. Not in right. combat flip-flops, though. Not in, they're bad for running. That's what yeah. I thought. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, but if you were to it, develop a pair of combat flip-flops that you could run in, oh, my God. <laughs> Revolutionize the flip-flop world. <laughs> you know, we've got some ideas you know, in there. We might name it the left hand. There, there you go. <laughs> I can deal with that. I'll let you use that. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, we really want to just encourage people to get out and do good things. We want to go out and take a risk. You know, nothing big ever comes out of this world by sitting around and playing it safe is you got to get out there and do it. Just like you guys, you know, you guys are starting a, a radio show talking about cool stuff that you like and nobody asked you to do it. And you guys just took a risk and did it, which is rad. Now you're connecting people and more people are going to go do good things. And that's what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Right? And you've got some cool endorsements too on your website too. You got one from Chris Costa. He's a, he's a good cat. You know, he, uh, he's, he's driven a lot of the industry to do what they're doing. He's pushing the envelope and you know, he likes it. He's a he's a good guy. Uh, our favorite's Kyle, Kyle Lamb. He's a good buddy of mine. I served with him in in Iraq and another epic good. beard. Yeah, he is a he's I think he's a tactical beard owners club or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Absolutely. a good guy. Now tell me a little bit about this uh, man purse. <laughs> oh, so the, the claymore, <laughs> the claymore, the satchel. Okay, it's a satchel. We'll give you right. that. <laughs> a satchel, right? So Jack Bauer it's not has a merch. one. Yeah, it's if a you merch. Want to go rival. Jack Bauer, that's fine. Black. <laughs> yeah. So does this is this the actual one he carries? No, it's not. But uh, it's, it's better. It's better than that one. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. You got to send it to him, man. Will yeah. Will a MacBook Pro fit in it? It will. Oh, so that's, I may be so, carrying a satchel then. <laughs> so, and so that's why we designed it. And you know, a lot of people. <laughs> I'm not going to say people, it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people in our country, you know, they they sit around and they can't find it on Amazon or whatever they don't want. They just they satisfy for not having it. And, they're satisfied with not having it. And what I would say is that Americans used to say, well, it's not what I want. You know, I'll just go make it, right? And a big thing for us is you know, we work mobily. You know, I spent three months this summer with my family touring around Europe, creating sales, driving the market for combat flip-flops in Europe, working off my iPad. And there's not really a good messenger bag slash work bag for an iPad. And I was really frustrated with with that. At the same time too, the, the M seven Claymore Bandolier is a, a great product. You know, if you fired one, you're a, if you fired a Claymore, you're a badass because you get to fire a Claymore, but two, because you get to claim that bag and you either fill it full of hand grenades for missions or you use it as a dump pouch for magazines or you or you put your toiletries in it. It's just a good piece of gear and, and if you, you have one, you keep it for years. So I was just getting frustrated with it without being able to find a, a carry bag for my iPad and I just happened to throw it on top of my Claymore bag and it just happened to fit. It was perfect. So we, so we worked with an American manufacturer for 100% U.S. materials, uh, made in America, developing a, a cool bag that will fit a 13-inch MacBook and my iPad, and it has a magazine pouch for your cell phone, has a flashbang pouch for your. You can actually sunglasses. put your flip flops in there too. You can. You can also rack out a 12 pack of beer in there as well. <laughs> oh, now that's my now, kind of now you're hitting hitting uh, the sweet spot for some people on that one. Maybe can I has- can I make one suggestion though? <laughs> Send it, please. Velcro, so we can put patches. Oh, you're talking about like hook and loop morale patches. In there? Yeah, get put a little outer hook and loop on the the outer. Um, put Molly flip on there. over. It's it's like a messenger bag, so the flip over. Yeah, put the hook and loop, and then that way people can put their patches on there too. Yeah, not a good idea. Uh, All right, we'll no, we'll cut uh, that out uh, of the show. Uh, uh, you know, our whole thing is you <laughs> he'll know, make one. Get, Maybe he'll call it the left hand. <laughs> <laughs> along, along with those running flip flops. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just you know a lot of guys that are in our industry is they don't want to wear completely over tactical stuff and the badges and the patches and. A lot of the guys in the community that they come from, they, they don't want to wear that. So they want something simple that works for them. And it's a great everyday carry bag. They can sure. rock out demo charges or medical kit or IV bags yeah. in there. And something nobody knows inconspicuous. Yeah. Sure, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. 
Yeah. And so we, we wanted to come up with something that was very clean um, and people could carry in a tactical or non-tactical fashion wherever they want to go. All right. So come out I, with a version that has <laughs> hook and loop. And Left hand wants some Molly and Velcro. <laughs> I'm a, I like patches. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 will, I will make one for you that is completely. <laughs> the whole thing Velcro. <laughs> it's all hook it's and all loop. Velcro. Nothing else. Just, just one giant Velcro bag. <laughs> That's that would it. be awesome. <laughs> it looked like that guy. We didn't even mention him after Shot Show. The guy that was walking around Shot Show with a cape. <clears throat> no, I didn't see him. All the patches like sewn on his cape. Oh, I missed him. Oh, you didn't see him? Huh? Oh man, he walked right past us at one point. I think Mike Deddy was with us at the time. Oh, uh, like his whole. He was probably body telling has... a dirty joke or something, and I missed him. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. But his whole body had had morale patches, and then he had, even had a cape made. How did we? How did we not get our picture taken with this guy? I don't know. I think that was one of the days Jeez. where we were sweating so much and we couldn't even think straight i actually may have hallucinated him he may not have been real (laughs) (laughs) surely somebody's got a picture of him oh yeah send it to us definitely now i know i think we originally heard about you guys from the reaper outdoors guys uh ron bellin doug daddish and them he had mentioned something about you guys do y'all do stuff with them too yeah we're working on it right now dude you know ron is a is a big proponent of you know helping wounded warriors get back out in the outdoors and He's, he's got a huge heart. He's very skilled, and he knows what he's doing. And so we want to support him in doing that, getting those guys out there. And so we're we're working on a program right now where you know we can help him raise money to to get wounded warriors back out in the outdoors. That's awesome. And so it's good that yeah. you give back in a number of different ways, not just with what you're doing with the flip flops, but stuff like that too. Yeah, you know, we just we want to get out there. We want to have fun. You know, it feels better for us. And why not do something where you can you can give back and to the people that you really love and care for? So oh, that's what we yeah. want to do. Yeah. Are, are there any plans to do a shoe? No. Okay, that's simple enough. Tell tell yeah. a little bit about the uh, the AK forty seven flip flop. You know how how it's made. What uh, what sets it apart from your normal flip flop? Yeah. So a big thing for us is we want our stuff to be authentic. We want to know that when you buy it, you're getting an experience that some service member or person had from downrange. And so for us, you know, we, we like high quality gear. We want it to last, and so we have to. It has to look good. It has to feel good. It has to tell a story. So the AK-47 was the first model that we did. You know, for me, serving in Afghanistan and Iraq, the AK-47 is a very symbolic, you know, piece of equipment that is, you know, you're just going to see everywhere. You know, every man is allowed to have one. You go into homes, you see them, and it's just something that is accepted. Um, you know, you saw U.S. service members carry them. You saw Afghan service members carry them. You saw. Iraq is carrying them, and then you saw the you know the enemy carrying them. It's just a good piece of equipment, whether it's good or bad. It's a durable piece of gear that is going to get you through whatever you need to yeah. do. The sucker's and got so, some tread on it too, man. Yeah, so it looks very a, heavy duty. So what we did is we wanted to take the best of a combat boot and a flip flop and put it together. So instead of putting EVA or a, a thin rubber on the outsoles, we put a combat boot spec rubber on the outsole. So your flip-flops are going to wear very well. Uh, we also are very, we have a condition that ends in retentive. So we spec out the EVAs and the densities in the foam. So when you get our stuff, it's going to feel kind of stiff to start, but you're not going to get those cheap gas station flip-flops that break in after two days and then you're walking on pavement. Yeah, We use, yeah, we use high quality leathers and and we wanted to tell a story, so we've got little poppies that are you know stamped into the uppers. We've got that's what I was gonna. Ask, I was gonna see what that, what design, that design is. is. Yeah, <laughs> I was getting ready yeah. to ask that. So that's a poppy. Okay, that's a poppy. Uh, it's one of our it's cool. one of our brand marks, and it's got casings or cast casings from uh, AK forty seven. So it's got the seven point six T by thirty nine on the back end. So it's oh. got a a little piece of memorabilia, a little little hood ornament or, or jewelry or flair, as you would say, to, to, to make it look cool. Disclaimer, this combat flip-flops does not promote heroin use. <laughs> Correct. Now, that's kind of our joke. Is, if you don't... If you don't understand it, you know, I'd say it's a huge issue in Afghanistan is the heroin trade, and it's the number one export, right? Yeah. It's, it's providing. And so our joke is we just want to be number two. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so could this count towards somebody's 15 points of flair if they work at Schlotzky's or Schlotzky's? <laughs> is that what it was? I don't remember. Uh, from office space? <laughs> from a sales standpoint, I will say yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And then I was seeing a little quote you had on the press tab. Uh, bad for running, worse for fighting. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's our, our whole brand is tongue-in-cheek. You know, people look at us and say, are these guys really making flip-flops in Afghanistan? And, you know, you would almost think it was a joke or a marketing ploy. But we want people to think. We want them to laugh. We want them to have fun with us. 
well, they go out and do something cool. And so you know, we wanted people to get our humor. We want them to be part of the brand and part of our community. And so, yeah, flip-flops are bad for running and they're, they're, they're worse for fighting. <laughs> so you guys even, you even sell a longboard. So actually, that's a really cool product. <laughs> it does we, look uh, cool. Is that the we, guys we met at SHOT Show? From Coda, yeah. yeah. Coda Longboards. Yeah, they're great guys. A bunch of former F-14 drivers that are making a rad skateboard. It's all made in America, American wood, American labor, you know, small businesses that are really trying to get after there, like making a, a premium product at a great value. And There's we've, so many marketing phrases you could take from American wood, but uh, we'll, yeah. let, we'll let you all run with that one. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll let you run with that one. But I, <laughs> You're going to pass that back, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, he, he seems to be kind of floating around that all day. I don't know why he keeps throwing at me, but you know, <laughs> now, yeah, they're, they're great small business and they're made in Denver and they're doing good things. And so we want to support them anyway we can. So they developed a board for us. And if, if we can sell it and help them, then that's what we're going to do. Recently, I was approached by an organization out of Washington, D.C. called the Coalition for Afghan Democracy, and they, they wanted us to participate on the board of advisors. So I said yes. And you know, I think a lot of people, they you know, they question what we're doing in Afghanistan or, or what our service members have contributed. And a lot of guys, you know, they have a, a heavy burden that weighs on them because they don't know if what they did was was positive. And it's really important for our service members and, the, and our community to understand that 20 years ago, an election wouldn't have happened in Afghanistan. They're going to have one this April because of the, the, the pain and the tears and the sacrifice of our U.S. service members, which is, I think, is a pretty amazing thing that right we yeah. as a country enabled another country to have democracy. It may not be perfect, but you know what? They didn't have it before us. And so that's something we can be proud of as a country. They've got to start so, somewhere, right? Correct. Yep. Well, that's yeah. cool, so, man. So, uh, so when do you, have you already started on that? Uh, that yeah. Board? So it's facebook.com or it's uh, the coalition for Afghan democracy. So it's afghandemocracy.org. So you can go ahead and take a look there and, and follow along on the issues, but you may not understand everything, but the cool part is, is that there's an election that's going to happen that would not have been possible if it weren't for us. Thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, no worries, guys. You're in Washington State, right? I am. What what are the carry laws in Washington State, Griff? Yeah, actually, they're they're really great. They're legitimate. Um, I I believe, and I haven't done this, but I believe Washington is an open carry state. So if you want to carry a gun on your hip openly, you're legally allowed to per your Second Amendment rights. Uh, if you are a law-abiding citizen and you've done everything right and you want to carry a, a gun on your person to defend yourself or your family or, you know, help <laughs> something from happening to others, you are you, you go down to your city council, you the police station, you fill out a form, you pay 50 bucks, they approve you, and you get a concealed carry permit. So it's a it's a great state. It's it's a very easy process, and I'm, I'm really glad that people in our community do it. It's a good cool. segue for EDC check. Speaking of, let's uh, start let our with our guest. My EDC carry is I carry a you know, little three-and-a-half-inch SOG Tanto folder in my pocket wherever I go, so I'm never without a knife. And then if I am carrying, I carry a, a Glock 19. Uh, it's a great pistol. It goes off, and you squeeze the trigger, and it's, it's a it's a great-sized gun. And it's it holds a lot of rounds. important thing. <laughs> yeah. You got any mods done to it? Uh, you know, the only mod I have to it is I have a light on it. Uh, okay. I run the uh, TLR one by Surefire. It's a it's yeah. a great affordable light and it works and it fits with my hand. And the, you know the reason I, I do that is just because you know if you're blinding somebody and you have a low light scenario, you can potentially avoid having to use your pistol, uh, which is I think what all concealed carry persons should do is they should avoid all situations they po- potentially have to use it. Um, and it's the very last line of defense. And so yep. right. I think that. You know, having that extra tool on there is, is definitely worth the time and the money and carrying it around. You got a custom holster for that? Uh, you know, I like the Orange Diamond Concealment. They're a great guys. They make great Kydex, and uh, they're former Rangers, so I got to support them. What else you carry? Uh, you know, that's it. All right. Well, that's enough, right? Yeah. What you got left, hand? Well, I already mentioned what I'm, oh, that's right. what I'm rocking. I'm doing the appendix carry with the Ronin uh, Kydex holster on the Walther PPS, mm-hmm. which was made for the Glock 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then ankle, I've got the Glock 23. Not, I don't have a knife on me today. It's in my bag. Actually, it's not on my person. Um, but it's the um, cold steel double agent. And your bag has plenty of Velcro and Molly on it. And I've got lots of patches <laughs> and Velcro and Molly on the bag I've got. And I've got a light. Well, I am carrying my Glock 30 uh, in my Ron Burgundy Stay Classy Talking Lead leather holster from Savoie Leather. Which I haven't got Sick. mine yet. Yeah. By the way... <laughs> He's back Jeremiah, 
No, <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. And then uh, my Fox Karambit, uh, Fox Knives Karambit knife. Uh, still loving that thing. And that's it right now. I don't have anything else. Just carrying those. Well, that ought to get the job done. If yes, so. it will. You've got chapstick, too. Uh, no, that's a Vicks nasal inhaler. Oh, is that what that is? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, shove it in my nose. Ah, I hate that. Breathe. Stop it. <laughs> I can't stick anything up my nose. So you guys have quite a variety of things on your website that people can go and, uh, I mean, you've got the flip-flops, obviously, but you, then you've got the longboard, you've got the, is it sarong? Is that how you say that? It's a sarong, correct. A sarong, and you've got some patches. So we've set up uh, an affiliate program with you, and people can go to our website now if they want to get this cool stuff that Combat Flip-Flops offer. Uh, just go to talkinglead.com. Go down to the bottom right-hand corner. And click the link. And you'll have access to all these cool products that Combat Flip Flops and Griff has. Those AK-47s are badass, so I'm definitely going to order some of those. Now, Love them. Now, the Neptunes, I was looking at those. Is that yep. is that a vague enough Trident to where it doesn't look like I'm being a poser with the Trident? Yeah, I, I think if you know a lot of guys that are out there and, and they just want to show respect and they're going to help the community, I don't think anybody's going to say, hey... You know, you're you're trying to be a, a poser with a trident. You say, you know what? You're buying a cool product. You're putting people to work. You know, you're respecting the community. Like, there's there's no negative in that. We Absolutely. only need positive. Heck, yep. heck yeah, man. So now it's time for facts, facts to fight the fight. And then you got a quick little myth you want to kind of debunk. Yeah, the, the myth is that uh, a lot of people think that Combat Flip Flops is this huge multinational, you know, flip-flop company. We're up there you know, fighting with the big boys and we're not, you know, we're a small business, you know, we're making it happen. We're fulfilling orders out of our, out of our shop here and making it work. So a big thing for us is people, I always ask people, how many people do you think work for us? And it's a, it's a very small number. And then how many countries are we producing product in? And it's a, it's an interesting ratio for, from countries of production to number of people employed. So I guess the question is, is how many people work for combat flip-flops? And how many countries do we produce? We can make that a trivia question. You want to do that yeah. trivia yeah. question? Yeah, we'll do that as a trivia question. Okay, so, yeah, so, yeah. so we did two and one. Fact to fight the myth is also our trivia question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go ahead and repeat that one more time, Griff. So uh, how many people work for Combat Flip-Flops, full-time employed? And then how many countries do we produce? How many, how many products do we make in different countries? What, <laughs> what are you going to give them, the winner? Yeah, we'll go with a Combat Flip-Flops Claymore bag. Oh, yes. nice. Yeah, we'll do it. Very nice. So the the winner of that trivia question is going to get an awesome Claymore Combat Flip Flops bag. Heck yeah. Or Combat Flip Flops Claymore bag. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> not a man purse. It's not a purse. <laughs> it's not a purse. Claymore bag. And talking about That's cool awesome. prizes, we hit 100 reviews on iTunes. We surpassed 100 reviews. Which is why we're doing a trivia question now. That's right. And the drum roll, please. <laughs> I'm just going to randomly flick the, the scroll and whatever it lands off. All right. Here we go. Bing. All right. So the winner is, and I'll go ahead and read the review out loud. Uh, it said, great gun gab, five stars, from ammo calibers to ammo reloading, from gun news to gun safety. Second Amendment rights to those trying to take them away. From Hickok 45 and James Yeager to Gabby Franco and Clay Greenfield. Talking Lead is a great gun-based show with lots of diversity. The first three of four episodes were shaky. Whew, I think shaky is a nice way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Zeke and Left Hand really have done well with making quality show. Keep up the, work, keep up the good work, guys. Uh, that is from... iTunes has code names, so we don't know who all these people are, but Smile, It's Rome. Place that on October 30th. So smile, it's Rome. If you're listening, contact us by email, talkinglead at gmail.com. You have won two Rob And we do have ways of knowing who smile, it's Rome is. So don't call in or send us a message if you're not smile, it's Rome. Yeah, saying it's you because we can see emails and stuff like that. You're going to get two Rob Pincus DVDs. You're going to get a Talking Lead t-shirt. You're going to get an Ergo Grit Stipper. Stipper? Wow. Ergo Grip sticker. Is that a new product they have? Yeah, sticker. <laughs> How'd that get by me? Uh, Ergo Grip sticker, a U.S. Elite Gear sticker, a Tidewater Tactical sticker, and two signed comic books from Rob Hunter. Did you say Frog Loop sticker? Oh, yeah. Frog Loop stipper, stipper. Gosh, I cannot say sticker. Where's this stipper, man? That is a new product. I don't know. But you're also going to get a Frog Lube sticker, Something too. maybe Combat Flip-Flop should make yep. a stipper. A stipper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> along with their full... No stippers here. <laughs> along with their full, uh, full Velcro, Velcro hook and loop bag. Mm-hmm. 
So, I can't wait for that, man. That's going to be awesome. So send us an email, talkinglit at gmail.com. We'll get this out to you. That was for the 100, and that's a pretty good little prize pack. The prizes are going to get better for every 100 reviews we get on YouTube. So when we hit 200, we're going to give another prize pack, and 300 up to 500. Once maybe we get hit 500, some flip-flops to throw in there. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. <laughs> How many times are we going to go, ooh? <laughs> One more. Until ooh. until he says, hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Clay call. Greenfield, yeah, let's give him a call and see what's going on. Clay Greenfield, NASCAR truck driver extraordinaire and now car driver, right? NASCAR Nationwide Series. That's, uh, that's what we're going to attend at Daytona. So Sweet. looking forward to it. Very cool. That's coming up next week. Two weeks, right? Two weeks, isn't it? We have to, uh, working hard on the car right now. Um, we have to load up on Monday, so uh, that's D-Day for us. So we've uh, got a lot of work to do. Uh, wish we were a little farther along <laughs> than we were, but we're, uh, we'll be okay. Didn't you have, like, a frame yesterday? That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know it was actually noon today. We had a frame. Okay. <laughs> well, we, we we turned it into a real car now. So. so, so keep an eye out for Clay Greenfield in the clutch defense car. <laughs> it yeah. may just be a frame with him sitting in a chair, but pulling a Fred <laughs> yeah, Flintstone. Like, like, see, I just cut a hole in the floorboard where I can stick my feet through. Yeah, the Fred Flintstone new, style. New Fred Flintstone. Exactly. <laughs> so you're you're in the in the car series now. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I had an opportunity to uh, go to Daytona in the Nationwide Series, and uh, I couldn't pass that up because I'm a racer. Of course. And, uh, you, you, you know, one of the, my long-term goals has been to compete in the NASCAR Nationwide Series, and that's, uh, you know, one of the things as a kid always, you know, every year they go to Daytona, and I was like, man, I want to run that race. So now I have the opportunity. You know, we're not, we still have to qualify into the race because I'm not a guarantee don't have a guaranteed starting position based on points from last year because it's a new team I'm driving for. Yeah. But uh, we have to go down there and race our way in, so looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Very cool. Can we uh, look forward to having the Talking Lead logo on there? I certainly hope so. <laughs> as long as it doesn't uh, have bullets or guns or anything. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or, or a microphone that resembles a bullet. Right. <laughs> and if they ask, it's lead. Talking lead. Talking lead. Not lead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's a green certification program for architects. So, so you... Actually, you don't race in the same series as Ryan Newman, then, right? No, I do not. He races in the Sprint Cup series. Now, sometimes he cool. races in Nationwide and the Truck Series. So, like, I race with him at Eldora in July, but uh, but I don't race with him on a regular basis. So. See, now we're finding all these pro-gun NASCAR drivers that I'm going to follow in these races, and it started with you. So, shoot. Now exactly. I, now I got one in each series, almost. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I wouldn't steer you in the wrong direction, would I? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I've been meaning to ask with uh, with this new lead deal. What's uh, is the name of your show going to be? Talking environmentally safe ammunition. You know, that's probably <laughs> the best suggestion we've had so far. <laughs> talking oh, environmentally hey, safe. Hey, That'd hey, be a good I'm acronym. A wealth of information. Anytime I can, I can help you out. I'll You're be full of good ideas, aren't you? Exactly. We're actually thinking about going magnesium alloy. Okay, talking magnesium alloy. That's that's pretty cool okay. too. Yeah. Talk, <laughs> talking ma. <laughs> uh, how's Clutch Defense going? Uh, Clutch Defense is doing good. I encourage everybody to go to clutchdefense.com and buy some stuff so I can keep racing. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> Feed the pig, right? We, we, we actually have our store open in Warrington, Missouri, our physical store, and a grand opening was last week, and uh, had 250 to 300 people come in and check it out. So um, it's uh, starting to go in the right direction, so we're just uh, kind of, this is a new industry for me to be involved in, so just kind of getting my feet wet and, um, you know, to see where it goes. So well, that's, uh, that's cool. We're, you know we're, we're here for we're, you. We're excited, and uh, I wouldn't have met you two clowns if it wasn't for quite we never would have watched a single nascar race if it wasn't for clutch defense yeah well you thank barry clapp for that too yeah there you go yeah good old barry did you get a lot of exposure for your uh ricky bobby tribute i uh that was pretty entertaining i uh was showing that at a family gathering was that was that a big christmas hit yeah exactly if y'all are curious what we're talking about, go to our YouTube channel and look up the uh, Clay Greenfield NASCAR race. Actually, I don't think I was allowed to put NASCAR in the title. I think race car driving, I think is what I said. Yeah, but, uh, due to YouTube stipulations. But you got to watch the whole thing if you want to see the Ricky Bobby tribute. But talking yeah. of... You, you, you have to get to the bloopers. Uh, yeah, speaking... That's the best part. And, uh, 
Oh, 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 left-hander over there is in the background. <laughs> left-hander. Uh, <laughs> making, ma- ma- making faces. And Comic relief. Waving his arms and yeah. doing all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's well worth the four and a half minutes or whatever it is to get to the book. For yeah. It's sure. called directing. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Christmas hits, now I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but you uh, you made quite the hit this Christmas with a certain someone, correct? Yes, there is a uh, lady friend of mine that uh, got her uh, PS90 and it was um, had it done up in uh, pink marble hydrographic. Nice. And she loved it, and that thing's awesome, guys. Yeah. Um, but love shooting it. Yeah, and Zeke and I, I were talking. That's actually and, how, yeah. how we spent our Thanksgiving and Christmas. Was, was shooting the P90? Uh, was shooting, exactly. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't have the P90 at Thanksgiving. It was some other gun we were shooting, but um, definitely the, the P90 got us worked out on Christmas. And yeah, they got you some extra bonus points, I'm sure. Exactly. And yeah. uh, she is a much better shot than any of the rest of us. So. <laughs> we need to get her on the show at some point. She's such a good shot. Oh, absolutely. I know she, she would love to. I know we helped her uh, get to a certain event. Yeah, the Pro yeah, Bowl. She, she, was, uh, she cheered the Pro Bowl and... Um, Actually, just got back from that uh, last Tuesday, so oh, okay. glad cool. she's back, and uh, that was a really cool experience. And glad she uh, she got to do it, and appreciate everyone that uh, helped vote for her and, and get her there. Heck yeah, she deserved it, no Absolutely. doubt about it. I don't glad- think any, anyone could have represented the Titans better than her. So, well, you need to get her, uh, you, you, and we'll all go shooting sometime. We need oh, to do it soon uh, before blast. you before you get entrenched in this racing. <laughs> That's uh, that, that's sort of what I've been buried in the last month because uh, you know we were making the joke earlier that it was a, a bare frame at lunchtime, but seriously, a little <laughs> over a month ago it was a bare frame. And there's been uh, two or three of us just working on it um, pretty much nonstop since then, so we're getting there. Uh, you know the the big teams they have they can turn a car around in a week, so they have 20 people working on a car, and so well, that just anyway, makes it that much uh, more we're, special. We're, 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 of doing it the old-fashioned way yeah. um when you guys are old school well it's good to hear everything's going well with you good good to uh hear from you guys and we'll uh hopefully hopefully get talking lead on the car i was uh because this i'm I'm just dry i don't own the car so i don't get to make all the decisions but i was uh oh we understand for that uh earlier today we'll see how it goes Wait, is it going to be the same number as your truck what's the number going to be no it, it'll actually be a 67 it's a white car it'll have a red number 67 on it all right so everybody 67. make sure in the daytona nationwide race on the 22nd you look for car number 67 because he will qualify yes. he will and hopefully and, with talking about we actually it. have have practices on let me see let me get my day straight on thursday have practices that are on fox sports one okay and then qualifying friday will be on espn two and the race saturday will be on espn cool awesome that's big coverage well, all right man well let us know if you need anything we'll help you out okay well sounds good uh good to hear from you we'll have to go shooting soon sounds good roger that but all right thanks so that's good to hear he's got a race coming up the 22nd and uh, make sure y'all check him out. Watch that Daytona race. And he's doing cars now. Yeah. Awesome. And we're going to be on there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the most important part. That's right. You guys get, do you guys get to drive a car? No. We just get to be we have our logo on it. <laughs> it's NASCAR, though. You should really ping him. You should guilt him into letting you drive a car. <laughs> we should. <laughs> we're working up to that. It's a little bit at a time. Baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps. I like it. And check out his website, clutchdefense.com, too. We also um, have an in with uh, Ryan Newman. Yeah, got to meet him. Well, we, we probably have a better chance driving one with him than, <laughs> than Clay. Than Clay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Clay can't afford us wrecking one of his. <laughs> <laughs> We're just highly likely if you guys are driving. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So once again... Griff, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, if y'all want to get some of the gear that they've got, the combat flip-flops, the Claymore bag, all the gear that they've got, just go to TalkingLead.com. Bottom right-hand corner is the affiliate link. Just click on that, combat flip-flops. It'll take you there and get whatever you need. And you guys are on Facebook too, right, Griff? We are, yeah. Facebook.com slash business, not bullets. Y'all do the Instagram thing, any of that? We do Instagram, Twitter, uh, Vine. If, if there's a social media platform, we've got a, a really – sweet and talented lady that's managing all of that for us. I will make sure I follow y'all right now on Instagram. Well, thank you very much. And we want to thank all our sponsors. We've got icetraining.us. Got, um, you did it backwards, dude. I did. You screwed me up. U.S. Elite Gear, us-elitegear.com. 
All or Nothing Tattoo Studios, allornothingtattoo.com, and their gun-friendly merchandise store, strangleholdmerch.com. And Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services. Get in touch with those guys at 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222, for all your Middle Tennessee real estate needs. Really, guys, give them a call. Um, It's really cool that companies like Stranglehold, a tattoo company, a real estate company, uh, is sponsoring and supporting our Second Amendment rights. Right. So do everything you can to support those businesses, guys. And we're we're finding more and more as we get out there, and we're really pushing talking lead to the next level. That there's a lot of non firearms companies that are pro Second Amendment that are willing to sponsor on our show. So that's awesome to see. If you have a non firearms company that you would like to sponsor us, <laughs> talking lead at gmail dot com. <laughs> Tell a buddy, send a friend. And as always, left hand, keep your, your loved ones, ones close. close. Keep your firearms closer.